Hi, I'm Ian Richardson. Welcome to the Tech Talks podcast from the Iceway and Sea Trade Cruise. Each episode looks at technology and innovation in the cruise industry as I host Q&A sessions with tech leaders and innovators who are all working diligently to create solutions that will benefit cruise in a variety of different ways. As co-founder and CEO of the Iceway ecosystem of companies, I myself are very excited to be involved in new technology projects on a regular basis. Many of these are specifically aimed at helping improve the cruise industry. There's a lot of great work and effort going into new and cutting-edge technology solutions in the cruise industry as a whole. The objectives are far-reaching, from enhancing the onboard experience for guests and crew, to increasing the overall efficiencies both at sea and in port or destination. A lot of us are working hard to reduce wastage and to implement more sustainable practices, processes and features. The Tech Talks podcast will put a spotlight on these solutions and will include never-before-seen information and facts about them, whilst also providing an exclusive platform to some of the creative minds who are behind them. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another Sea Trade Cruise Talks podcast. I'm Ian Richardson, the CEO and co-founder of the Iceway and Sea Trade Global's technology ambassador. On this episode, I'm very excited to have someone so passionate about cruising that she decided to make a very successful career change in sharing her passion and attracting more people to cruising. With her highly rated social media channels and over 50 million YouTube views, she's regularly approached by well-known newspapers and broadcasting TV channels for her unique insights onto the life of cruising. Now, known to most of us as Emma Cruises, please welcome Emma Latisse. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Yep, thanks for joining us. So, yeah, it's been very difficult to get hold of you because you're usually on a ship or editing and things like that. But I'm really pleased that we managed to lock this in the diary. No, I'm I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, I normally say if I'm on land, I'm totally available. But recently I've not been on land so much. So it's a bit tricky, but happy to be here. Good. So I guess my first question, I mean, you've been enjoying cruise holidays since you were a small girl. Since you were 11, I think you took your first cruise. Yeah, 11, yep. But what is it exactly that you love about cruise? I think it's a bit of a funny one. Because I took my first cruise when I was 11, I knew what cruises were like. You know, I took one every kind of two or three years, my family would do one. We loved it. I nagged my parents from when I was 11 to take me on another one. So I just thought, I know what it's like. This is great fun. And then when I was sort of 18 or 19, I wanted to take my first cruise by myself. I tried to convince some of my friends. And some of the things that they thought about cruising just it just blew my mind. I had friends who said to me, oh, I wouldn't like that because, you know, you've got to go to the shared toilets on each deck. And I was yeah. like, what? Where is your knowledge of cruising coming from? And it's interesting to me because, you know, I most of my audience are from the US. And if I speak to someone from the US who's not taking a cruise, it's quite different to someone from the UK. In the UK, I get the sort of, oh, that sounds boring. That sounds traditional. And in the US, it's the complete opposite. They think kind of spring break, carnival cruises. And really what I wanted to do was say it's that and everything in between. So for me, I think it is just the easiest way to travel. It makes travel so easy. And if you think about what someone's ideal day is, you know, for me, it's probably going out to eat dinner, seeing some live music, maybe going to a show. It's all of that stuff in one place and you have to unpack once you don't have to worry you know I've got to get back so I'm gonna have to check out the hotel I'm gonna have to go on the train you don't have to think about any of that so it's so it's just so easy and it is so fun 
Yeah, so it's basically breaking down the misconceptions of crews as a part of a lot of your job. Mm-hmm. And what made you sort of take the leap into start creating online content? Okay, so I cruised when I was a child and a teenager with Norwegian and MSC. That was all that I knew. And they're two very kind of casual cruise lines, no dress Mm -hmm. codes, nothing like that. And then I took a Cunard cruise and I kind of sat there and I was thinking, this is what people think cruising is. And it is like that if you take a Cunard cruise. Cunard's very formal, but it doesn't have to be like that. And I was totally not prepared for it. So I, on that cruise, just had an idea. I thought, I'll start a website. It'll be funny. There was no business plan or anything. I just thought, I'm going to write, you know, seven things I should have known before I took this Cunard cruise. And that's where I started. You know, I kind of moved on to YouTube after a couple of years just because it's easier to show some things rather than, you know, trying to describe, oh, the sail away. You know, I saw this. It's quite hard. So I moved into video. But there was no sort of plan at the beginning. It was kind of just for other people in my situation, um, for myself, really, for my past self, being like, you should have done this. You should have done this in the port. You should have, you know, mm. done a bit more research. This is the research. Right. And um, you mentioned YouTube. Why, why do you think YouTube resonates so well with audiences? I think cruising is a big risk if you're someone who's never taken a cruise, not just because you're taking a week of your life, you know, you're taking time off work to go on a cruise, but also it's a lot of money. And it's very hard to try before you buy a cruise. You know, mm. you can see pictures of it, but if you've never been, you know, most people have never stood next to a cruise ship, you have no idea of the kind of scale. So what I try and do on on, on YouTube is create content that anyone can watch who's never seen a cruise ship before, and then they know what to expect. They know that they're going to have to go through an embarkation hall. They're going to take the bag off them. You know, at this point, that's why they do that. This is what a cruise card is. And it's as close as you can get, I think, to trying before you buy a cruise. But YouTube isn't the only social media channels you use. Uh, Mm -hmm. What Which sort of media channels are you seeing most growth in? Because I think you've got you're using yeah. several of them so, aren't you it's very interesting I mean I, I started with written posts I still do all of that but that's very much someone who knows they're going on a cruise they've searched something like I need to know what to wear I need to know what to pack you know you have mm-hmm. to be already in that mindset I think for written posts with YouTube though I don't know about you but when I go on YouTube I don't go there to watch a certain thing you know I'll be watching something random see something on the side mm-hmm. and most of my audience on YouTube tend to be people who've you know, they've, they've never thought about it. They didn't know that this sort of river cruise existed or they didn't know that cruises went in that certain place. So that's why I, I, I like YouTube. I am across everything. You know, I'm, mm. I'm on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and it's a very different audience. You know, some things do very well on websites like TikTok, but it tends to be things like, you know, interesting facts or history or rather than more practical tips. But I think the audience on TikTok is a lot younger than it is on YouTube and Facebook. So Yes, both my daughters are on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) I I love it, but it's just very, very different. Um, And, you know, I can do quite well on TikTok, but it's not it's not people who are looking to book a cruise. It's just people who are, you know just curious about something or most of the time it's because they don't like it. Maybe they'll pressure their parents into getting them a cruise. Maybe. That, that, that's kind of, you know, for younger me, that would be quite interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I'm acro- across everything, I think, almost everything now. What are some of the most common questions that you receive from your audience? I think people have no idea what a cruise includes because it is so confusing. And I completely understand why people get confused by it. So some people think they're going to go on the cruise, they're going to pay the cruise fare and never pay for anything else again. 
and then they're disappointed and some people go on the cruise thinking that it's just a room and some people don't realize they can go and see the shows they can eat in the buffet they don't know it when you take someone a first time cruise into a buffet and you say you can eat anything in here whenever this is open that's really amazing so a lot of it is around you know what's included people don't realize what's on cruise ships because why would you if you've not been on a cruise ship people don't know that there's shows on cruises that are as good as Broadway, I think, or the West End shows, some of the ones I've seen. So a lot of it is around that. Also things to do with ports, you know, sometimes the ports are quite far from the actual cities that are advertised on the itinerary. Yeah. You know, things like sometimes you have to tender. Um, cruise lines don't necessarily tell you those things. They're not going to say, oh, we're going to Paris, but actually La Havre is like two and a half hours away from Paris. So I get a lot of questions about that. This is obviously a technology podcast, and I, I've worked in the industry for over 20 years, mm-hmm. um, and I've witnessed a huge amount of change from a technology yeah. perspective on onboard cruise ships. But in terms of a holiday maker, uh, what mm-hmm. key changes have you noticed? I think the pandemic has really made this go a lot faster. You know, we started to see some things before. Um, But now we've come back from the pandemic, a lot of things that they put in place, like doing all of your kind of check in on your phone before you go, it sped up all of that embarkation process. Things like, you know, I really like scanning QR codes for menus. I don't need someone to bring me a menu. Some people love it. Some people hate it. But things like that, you know, the use of daily schedules in apps instead of on paper suits me fine. Most cruise lines do both. So I think it's important that cruise lines don't exclude people who don't want to use their phones um sometimes that's a bit tricky you know it's assumed that you're going to use your phone but i personally think it's just made it faster it's made it easier to see more information i love things even like even the smallest things as far as tech goes my last cruise was on board norwegian prima and they have this massive vr pavilion in there so i went on like a virtual reality roller coaster and thinking of me on those first cruises, I used to go and play Pac-Man in the arcade. Yeah. But I would have loved it to go on these VR roller coasters, go-karts, you know, everything like that. Did you get on the racetrack on the go I did. did. I did, yeah. I did it twice. The first time I did it in the group setting, and apparently the speeds were capped. So I should try it by myself. And I did not need it to go any faster than it did. But I came... 17 out of 18 and I was happy with that because I just didn't want to be lost I always come last because I'm I, I'm so heavy <laughs> so the go-karts can't, was, can't get yeah. my weight around <laughs> well I thought it was I thought it was so fast and then I look back at the footage and it just doesn't look it doesn't look the same as it felt but you, when you're in there you're so close to the ground so yeah that's why I feel like but... you're going a lot faster yeah, I was happy with 17 out of 18. No, Two it really is an amazing ship, uh, the <laughs> yeah. Prima. I, I actually watched so your, cool. your last your last Thank video you. on the, the Prima. It was really good, very yeah. useful. Yes, so much tech, you know, just the small things like in the cabins, you know, you press a button for do not disturb and it makes a light outside. I know that sounds like mm. a really small thing, but too many times you'll put the piece of paper outside, someone will turn it over, it'll fall off. Yeah. I can see if I'm on do not disturb from inside the room. And I, I love little things like that. It just makes a difference. You know, you, USB-Cs, not just USB-As, USB-Cs in that cabin. That makes me happy. And what about the virtual muster? Because that was one of the things that came out of the pandemic, which I think yeah. the cruise lines were working on anyway. But obviously, mm-hmm. like you said, everything was accelerated, wasn't it, during the pandemic? 
And oh, I love what, it. What was your experience with that? Yeah, I, I never want to go back to the old mustard drill where everybody stands up on the promenade deck and you get told some information. You can just tell me that, not me stood there with everybody else. There's no need for us all to be there at the same time. When you do a kind of virtual one, you still go to the your station. You just don't have to be there with a thousand other people at the same time. I like to do everything I can pre-cruise. So quite a lot of cruise lines, you can watch the safety video at home. I'll always do that. And then, you know, it doesn't have to shut down the whole ship like the way that it used to. That was always just kind of annoying. Yeah, just for that period of time where, yeah. The, hmm. um, no, I like it. I hope ship. it never goes yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, I don't think it's coming back. I don't think anybody wants to go back to the old ways in that sense. Yeah, I mean, Norwegian tried to bring back the old style. And then there was uproar, and now they've gone back to the new style again. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't <laughs> People know they did not like to it. bring it back. Yeah, I, t- right. I took one last end of last year, and at that point, they were back to the old style. But it didn't last more than a couple of months because people were not happy about it. Once you've seen the better way, you don't want to go back no, to no. the old way. The, yeah, that's the whole point of change, isn't it? The yeah, progression. I love it. Um, is there anything, do you think, that you think could be improved on board are there any gripes that you think oh I wish that, I wish they could do this differently I don't know I suppose it depends on the cruise lines if I was to yeah. say oh you know I could make the perfect cruise out of all the cruise lines putting everything together but that would be to suit me I think a cruise that would suit me wouldn't suit everybody I think yeah. it's also different for us in the UK we're so used to ordering things on our phones like I would mm. be quite happy to order like you do in a Weatherspoons or a Nando's like on, on your phone I yeah. don't need to you know have all of that interaction but some people go on a cruise because they love to do that so yeah. you know it, it's impossible to make what better is so yeah. yeah I found everything across the cruise lines I just want to put bits of them together right and obviously I've not watched all your videos on I'm your sure. channel wouldn't expect anyone to do you have any content that focuses on technology on board or would you consider creating? Yeah, I mean, you know, I tend to do sort of one cruise review so that it's not too in-depth, but some cruises are definitely more tech-focused than others. Like I've taken recently some princess cruises and they have their, you know, wearable medallion technology. Yeah, the ocean. Where, yeah. yeah, which I would love, you know, going back to making my ideal cruise, I would take that from princess, absolutely, and put it on every cruise ship. Because being able to order, like I ordered a like a Coke and some cookies to myself and it just came to me. It was absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, some, some cruises a bit more focused. Some cruises, there's really no tech at all. You know, recently I took a cruise with Fred Olsen, the, the British cruise line. There's not really an app. There's not really anything. It's very kind of traditional. And the people on that cruise absolutely love that. And the people on Princess love that. So it's just kind of finding the right cruise line for the right person which is not as easy as it sounds so i'm going to go back to the social media side of things do you think that cruise lines are actually leveraging youtube and other channels in the right way to reach their guests i think some of them are doing a much better job than others i mean a lot of them just put their adverts on youtube which no one is really going to go to youtube just to watch a tv advert so they're not really adding anything But I think that's because a lot of cruise lines, they feel like they have to have a presence across everything, even if they don't want to necessarily, you know, put any time into it. Talking about that Prima trip, I was on that trip to create videos for Norwegian's YouTube channel. So that's a very good use. You know, if you have a look at my videos on there versus their adverts that they normally put on there, my ones get, you know, 50, 60 times as many views because people recognize my face and they would prefer to hear Emma tries the slides, Emma tries the go-karts rather than just generic stock person 
from the adverts. So I think cruise lines are definitely trying. I think they're getting there. I think some are doing it better than others. You know, I've spent years and years looking at this stuff and what people want on YouTube. Sometimes I'm like, no one's going to find this. You know, there's just the way some cruise lines position things that you'd have to be looking for it to find it. I think really that's the problem. And how do you think cruise lines can engage better with content creators like yourself? Oh, with content creators. Oh, mm -hmm. interesting. There's a wide variety within the cruise industries. Like talking about Norwegian, I made content for their channel. Other cruise lines don't want to know anybody who's creating content online. They they say to me, oh, we're not interested in your market, which, okay, I don't really understand. But I think cruise lines need to sort of be a bit more relatable and less high quality. I think sometimes cruise lines are so worried about, you know, this is the brand guidelines. This is what it's called. This is what it looks like. It needs to be perfect. You know, if I could either watch a perfect review that's in 8K and it's got the perfect voiceover or it's someone, you know, recording with their phone, I do most of my stuff with my phone. I would prefer to watch that. You know, it just feels it's more authentic. It just feels more, yeah, more like listening to a friend than someone you would trust. So I think it, it's obviously hard for the cruise lines. I wouldn't want to say, you know, make it less produced. But that's kind of the way it's going, especially, I mean, if you look at TikTok, people are in their pajamas, they're laying down, they're not even dressed oh, yeah. for the videos. <laughs> yeah. yeah, And that's what people sort of want to see, I think. So that would be my advice. But um, that's tricky. I do understand. <laughs> I think, yeah, I guess, like you say, some of the cruise lines have sort of gotten a hold of it and uh, uh, are taking it more seriously and, and learning how to engage with with the, these yeah. channels. I'm I mean, some cruise lines do sort of have the attitude of like, oh, well, my audience aren't on social media. I guarantee they are. Whenever I'm on a cruise and I'm sat in the theatre and I have a look around, everyone's waiting for the show. Everyone's on Facebook. Everyone's on YouTube. My average person on my YouTube, it's definitely more American than UK just because the Americans cruise so much. But it's sort of people in their 50s and 60s is the average. So, yeah, I think cruise lines should definitely not ignore it. Maybe if they don't want to go on TikTok, I understand, but at least kind of Facebook and YouTube. Right. You've been doing this for, I think it was 2016, did you say you started? Yeah, this? goodness. <laughs> I mean, started it as a, you know, a weekend evening project until 2021, I left my day job. Do you have any tips or advice for anybody that would be thinking about starting to create online content? Not that you necessarily want competition, but oh, are there any lessons? On. Is there any lessons that you've learned which you thought, oh, I wish I'd known that when I started? Yeah, I think the hardest thing is people put all this pressure on themselves to create stuff, and you have to sort of get it into your mind. The first. 50 or 100 videos are not going to be very good and that's okay because you have to do that and you have to just get them out and you have to get it done it does not have to be complicated at all you can make a video where it's you sat down I still film almost everything on my phone I don't want to be one of those people walking around talking to a camera I find it so awkward so I don't do that anymore and that's fine you don't have to do what everyone else is doing but you can sit on a sofa you can put your phone in front of you you can literally just cut off the beginning and the end where you're like pressing the record button and you could just talk for 10 minutes and put it on YouTube and it'll find somebody you know you'll find an audience you kind of just have to be consistent and do it without any sort of expectations don't put pressure I think a lot of people think oh everyone can see this the nice thing about YouTube and social media is if it's not very good hardly anyone is gonna see it because it won't show it to anyone so you've kind of just gotta you know you've just gotta you've just gotta go for it at the beginning and just accept 
but you can't compare yourself to you know someone who's been doing it for five years or 10 years or someone who's got a camera crew you never know what's kind of going on behind the scenes it's just practice basically yeah I look at my old stuff and I cringe I think you should if you don't cringe or you don't think it's bad then you haven't improved so I try and improve like a tiny thing each time you know it might be oh I learned how to track my face across a map you know that made me very happy because I'm I'm not the best editor I make it up as I go along but just trying to improve one tiny little thing each time just trying to learn something reply to as many comments as you can I still try and reply to the majority it does take a lot of time but I think that's what forms my videos is the questions that I get because that's who's watching the videos so it wouldn't make sense for me not I don't think and you know that's why I do it and can you say what your favourite cruise is? You don't have to mention names, but... <laughs> it's tricky. I think if you say, Emma, what's the best cruise you've ever been on? I would say I took a cruise from Singapore to Tokyo with Princess Cruises. And it was just everything about that cruise was so amazing. Even if you go ending in Tokyo, even if you just go and you buy a drink from a vending machine, you just go to use the public bathrooms. It's such an experience. It was so exciting. And sort of Going to those places, but being on a cruise and being able to sort of go out into Vietnam for the day and then come back to the ship where I know what the food is going to be like, I know where I'm going to sleep, that made it so much easier. So, you know, I've been lucky enough to cruise kind of all over the world. I've done lots in Europe. I've done lots from the US. But that kind of cruise, it was fantastic. I I booked the same sort of cruise again, and I'm really looking forward to it. So that's more about the destination as opposed to well it's the combination the destination and knowing you've got a safe place to go back to something that's normal or that you can relate to just sort of reliable isn't it you don't have to think oh where am I going to sleep tonight or can I leave my bags here or I've got to check out the hotel by 12 you know you don't have to get on a train you don't have to work out anything like that so it was very very easy and princess are definitely one of my favorites it depends kind of who I'm cruising with as to which cruise I'm I'll go for you know if I was taking a cruise with sort of my friends who are in their 20s I would probably pick, you know, one of the big American cruise lines, like we like Royal Caribbean or Norwegian or British Morella or P&O, you know, if I'm cruising, you know, sometimes I still cruise with my parents, they want to do like a princess or a Cunard or, you know, there's different favourites depending on who's coming with me, because I'll try any cruise, I've done every sort of random cruise, you know, river cruises, I took a cruise that lasted four hours because it was cancelled while we were at dinner, uh, cruised on, you know, big ferries, barges i'll try anything as long as it's kind of on water then it's good fun have you done a nile cruise no not yet not yet it's on my to-do list uh, it's a very long to-do list that's a very different experience as well yeah it? that was my first experience when a long oh, wow. time ago was a was a nile cruise mm-hmm. um just on one of the little tiny ships yeah um, where, and they did have shared bathrooms and uh, yeah. yeah, and then you, the big, the highlight of the week was the the mummy competition at the end of the week, where you oh, just wrap yourself up in toilet roll and things like, like a that. Halloween thing. But it was great. It was great. You know, it's tiny, tiny little boat. Really, it wasn't really. Yeah. Stiff, but you got, we got awesome. to know everybody else on the on the yeah. boat really, really well. That's what I mean. You have cruises from that up to like you know, if you go on a big Royal Caribbean ship or a big MSC cruise. That's completely different. The only thing that they have in common, really, is that they sail. You know, I've, I found actually that there's not that much crossover. Before I started river cruising, I thought it would be the same sort of people. But most of the people on the river cruises I've taken say, oh, I would never want to go on one of those big ships. And the people on some of the big ships say, oh, no, I don't want to go on one of those small ships. So there's something for everyone. Yeah, I know that um, I, I took my teenage daughters on a Royal Caribbean cruise 
about four years ago. It's pre pre pandemic, so it's about mm-hmm. four or five years nice. ago, and they uh, they've been badgering me to take <laughs> them again, but they won't go on anything else other than the Royal Caribbean. They're already oh, okay. opinionated into their <laughs> their their brand uh, at, yeah. at such a young age because <laughs> they don't want to do anything else. So yeah, glad they like I'm, it. <laughs> I have to get that booked. But I'll certainly be looking into your channel, uh, just at the Royal Caribbean videos. Yeah, and I've, I've done a couple of Royal Caribbean. I've got a couple more books. I finally booked one of the big, big Royal Caribbeans. I've never done one of those. So Symphony of the Seas, I finally booked. Cannot wait. Yeah, can't wait. I was on that when it was first launched. I managed oh, to, wow. I was lucky enough to manage to get on a, an inaugural, which was really good. But um, I did feel very jealous. Um. So where are you going to be in the next, where's your next cruise taking you? Yeah, my next one is talking about how different cruising is. I'm cruising on a barge. So I'm oh, wow. cruising on a ship that the maximum capacity is 24. Right. <laughs> and it's a cycling cruise. So every day you kind of have breakfast, you get off, you cycle, the barge sails, and then you meet for dinner and then kind of do a walking tour. So that one's through Germany. Uh, really looking forward to it. I did it last year, but last year, it was my first time and I did a lot of prep and I was mm. ready for it. The last time I was on a bike was on the cruise last year, so I'm not really feeling too prepared. Uh, but I have time. I'll work it out. So, And last last year, it was that hottest weekend in 40 years. That was the weekend I chose to cycle through Germany. And we had, it was like 45 kilometers a day, it hit 37 degrees. So I figure if I can do that, you know, now it's about 20 degrees. So it should yeah. be easier. And then, you know, I've got quite a few big ships booked. I've booked like Celebrity Edge. I've booked P&O's Alvia for my family, oh, taking wow. my nieces yeah. on that one. Yeah, it's so cheap. You know, people say yeah. for family cruising, and I can't imagine that you could even feed the children on land for the price of this cruise. So for adults, yeah. for two weeks, it was £800 each. And for the kids, it was £150 for two weeks, wow. which is £11 a day. So how are you going to even feed a child on land for £11? <laughs> Well, I think I might have to have a chill, have a conversation yeah, with, with. I really the like them. Yeah. <laughs> say sorry. It's not going to be the Symphony of the Seas. It's going no. To be, it's know. really good though. I, I really like some of the newer the newer P and O ships. I took my nieces on their first P and O cruise on Iona, um, just in February, and already they're like, we want to cruise again. So that's very good. Well, I've really enjoyed this episode. It's been really good. I could have chatted for a lot longer, actually, Emma. Thanks. I feel like I'm learning so much. But I'd just like to thank you for your time on today's podcast. And thanks to everyone listening in. I hope you all enjoyed it. So tune in for more Technology Cruise Talks coming very soon. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Tech Talks from the Iceway and Sea Trade Cruise. I hope you took something from it and I very much look forward to seeing you next time.